And we're back. <laughs> Welcome. Oh my God. Uh, we were going to just jump into this since. Yeah. Um, jump into it. We don't want to waste your time. And uh, my wife works today, so I have to be back. Oh my goodness. Are feeble. we recording yet? Or- I hit record. Yeah. Wes has given us the, the good. Yeah. <laughs> Wes is our biggest fan who has never marker. listened. And so we have to tell people we have an audience. Wes has been on like <laughs> 10 episodes, yeah. but he's never listened. That's okay. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. This is episode 29. Hey-o. Here with me, as always, are my good pals, Chris. Hey, I'm here this and time. And Rachel. Hello. And I'm Brad. And that's right. You weren't with us last mm-hmm. time, Chris. How Sorry, convenient guys. that Sorry, you showed everyone. up for this But not one. only is Chris here, but we have a special guest with us here is Ken Pooch Van Druten. Hey, So let's just jump right in. Let's go. Um... Would you rather let's talk about that? Would you rather us call you Pooch or <laughs> my friends? I think your name is awesome. Like your actual last name is yeah. is awesome. And what does it even? What does it mean? Van Drew. <laughs> uh, I want to know what, what does that it mean. mean? I didn't. In all my research, I didn't. What's your like ancestry tree? Yeah. Look what is like? it? Uh, <laughs> is it? Well, it's actually um, uh, Van in. It's Dutch, and Van in Dutch means from. So like okay. Eddie Van hmm. Halen is Eddie from the town of Halen. Oh. I am Ken from the town of Druten. Okay, okay, so I could be like Brad Van Orlando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really rolls off the tongue. You could stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> stick with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What does your wife call you? Uh, she does not call me Pooch. Pooch okay. However, she does introduce herself to people in the sound industry. Hi, I'm Mrs. Pooch. Mm, I love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's All right. Great. Well, tell us just you know we talked about this, but we'll do a like just a quick intro. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone knows who you are. Which is awesome because I really want you to get to these questions. But get, let's do a quick intro. Like mm-hmm. you're you're here in Dallas. Um, you're like the super nice front of house guy <laughs> who's awesome. Who's done everything. But give us a quick paragraph of you know where you're from, where you are now, and maybe what you're about to go uh, embark on here. Pretty sure, soon, um, if you're allowed to. Yeah, of course. Legally, if you're not obligated. Uh, I'm a front of house engineer who's been in the industry for about 30 years. Um, I uh, graduated from Berkeley College of Music in the late 80s, early 90s, and started as a recording engineer producer uh, in Los Angeles. Um, I did uh, a bunch of records uh, that were platinum and and, um, got three Grammy nominations for some of the stuff that I did then. So that's amazing. Just three. Yeah. He's still working. He's still. I'm still working. It's weird. Um, No, I mean, and and I'm super proud of all that work, but um, uh, just in a a quick story, I was working for this band called Warrant, which was a a hair band in in the late 80s, early 90s. And um, they asked me um, to come mix their live sound. And I had never, even at Berkeley, like I had played in bands that played live, but I'd never mixed anything live. Like I was a recording engineer, didn't know anything about live stuff. Uh, and they're like, yeah, hey, you know, we just fired our front of house guy. We want when we want him or <clears throat> we would like you to come mix our show tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, OK, I don't know anything about it, but I'll go check it out. And so the next day, I found myself as the front of house mixer of Warrant at the LA Forum. Mm. That's crazy. Um, mixing <laughs> for 12,000 people. I would be like, first uh, front of house experience. Yeah. I think but I you would know walk what? in and be like, nope, can't walked, do this. I walked into an auditorium of 2,000. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Totally. Um, but it was like that. You know, it was, but it was exciting. And it was the instant gratification of 12,000 people screaming for something that you're doing (laughs) that I fell in love with and kind of never looked back, you know? Um, So then, you know, the last uh, 25 years has been, you know, mixing all kinds of bands as a live sound engineer. And you're being a little modest. I mean, it's been big name. Yeah. I've been been very lucky uh, to mix um, a lot of great bands. Um, But the longest running client I've had uh, during that 25-year period was Linkin Park. I worked for them for 12 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm currently. Uh, I just got done doing Travis Scott, um, and so I'm going from hip hop to metal. Um, I'm <laughs> nice. about to go in a week. I'm about nice. to start the uh, Iron Maiden tour here in the U.S. So, who so would you fun. say is like the band that you that you had the most fun mixing for? Huh. Um, Maybe not like it's your favorite music, but it was like this was just a lot of fun. There's been a few. Um, like I've really enjoyed um, 
you know, mixing. Linkin Park has, was always like really cool for me. They their their music is very super diverse and lots of um, lots of differences between their early records and yeah. their late mm-hmm. records. Mm-hmm. And so, as far as a mixer, the challenge of that is as a live sound mixer is they'll do a new song which has lots of low end information and then right next to it the next song will be one of their first original songs which doesn't right. have all that information and yeah. having the impact be the same of those two things is a real challenge as a mixer so mm-hmm. that was um a lot of fun but um like i, I really uh i really liked working um with Limp Bizkit for a long time um they were a super fun band. They're they're a band. Limp Bizkit is a band that um, I don't know if you guys know anything about, but but mm-hmm. they're oh, friend. I mean, yes. That's my middle <laughs> school man. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I would just play break stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I was just a good little kid, but I would listen to break stuff, and it would just. <laughs> I was a good little make kid. Me, oh man, I would get so pumped. Yeah, do do dunks in the pool. Oh my god, like, for that record. So, that's great. <laughs> Um, but they, you know, like, so they did a tour where we opened up for Metallica and, um, it was literally stadiums full of Metallica fans that when Limp Bizkit went on, we were the opening act, Limp Bizkit would go on the first song, there would be 80,000 people going, screw you, you suck, (laughs) Limp Bizkit sucks, and by the second song, there's like people looking at each other going, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. by the third song, they'd have They're the entire 80,000 people going, wow. That's and awesome. for me to completely turn around 80,000 people, I mean, that's art. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And a Metallica like, like, crowd, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're exactly. Loyal. They're hardcore. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's why I say that was a, a fun band to work for because they were just, you know, very talented. And, sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, every band that I've worked for has had their – cool things mm-hmm. about them you know um uh i'm trying to think of another example um i can't think of one off the top of my head but uh, that's okay yeah my, you know stp chris cornell like all those bands that i worked for were, were cool yeah. lots, lots of fun lots yeah. of fun. Great. Yeah. Uh, i read somewhere that you were a uh, flautist and so <laughs> i wanted to ask you God. who's the better flautist? you really dug into this james, james, hilarious. james Brad, galway Brad had to, like, clear james history. galway or gene backstresser James Galway, all of the, all oh, the you actually okay. know the name. Okay, oh, yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah. No, I studied like a, a bunch of. Or, like, yeah. if we had one right now, you could. Uh, yeah, I could. I mean, I could. Okay, Wes, bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> I could play. I haven't played it in so years, awesome. but yeah, I mean, I could get. I could get a scale out on it. Um, That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it was intense when I was a kid. Um, I studied. Uh, I was the kid, a uh, musician kid in in um, you know middle school and high school that. The, all the teachers would say, hey, uh, the drummer just quit. And I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm playing drums. You know? and then, <laughs> or the, the flute guy just quit. I, I guess I'm playing flute. You know? And so I was like a multi-instrumentalist. That was yeah. my thing. And I, but I studied specifically, I studied flute under the first chair of the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra for a long time. I love that. Like, so everything crazy. you say is That's just crazy. so casual where it's like, oh, by the, the way. Man, I know. I'm like, I, I have lived a really super blessed life, right? I love that. And, and even it... it it amazes me some of the times I'm like, oh yeah, I did do that. Wow, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've lived like three lifetimes. You know, uh, yeah. one cool. of the one of my favorite interviews with you is you and Mick Hughes. You're like eating yeah. sushi somewhere, yeah. and I feel like there's just a smorgasbord of <laughs> really cool things that you guys say. Yeah. One of the things that you guys talk about is... You could hear that, by the way? Did you know about that thing? So we did that. We recorded that for six hours, thus sitting around. We recorded that for six hours, and and it was awesome, though. It was like literally just us sitting in a restaurant Mm -hmm. and just, you know, let's order some more food. Like bringing you guys food. Let's order some more food and just talk about audio, you know, and it was great. So at the end of that six hours, the... All the audio on that was ruined. No, I mean, the no. the guy who recorded that, <laughs> no. like, literally called me the next day and was like, hey, can uh, we? "Oh no. man!" And I was like, "No, are you kidding?" So, wow. what you heard on that is literally the mic that's on the camera that's yeah. far away. It's like horrible. He had to. He yeah. put it through all kinds of stuff to oh try to. God. It's like thirty yeah. compressors in yeah. a row, just like. But it was, was so rad. Like we had lavaliers on and stuff. It was like really cool. Yeah, so we like were super bummed. That microphone that, in the middle yeah. of the table. So it was, was yeah. it like he accidentally messed up? Or? I don't know the reasoning. Okay. I don't know. We what can't happened. find him. We don't know where he is. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. he's still. He's 
like uh, still works for Front House Magazine now. So mm-hmm. one of the things you guys talk about that is accentuating the positive. Yeah. And so like when you mm-hmm. guys go to a show, you were kind of talking about uh, like you're not sitting there going, I can't believe that hi-hat mic. It doesn't sound, you know, I'm not getting the body. <laughs> but you're really focusing on the, the positive things. And I think in our world, and just church production people in general, we tend to look at the negative side of things always. So it's like, I feel like most people go into a mix and they, they're not looking for the, they're going, that sounds bad, mm-hmm. so it's not a good mix. But how do you, how would you reverse someone's thinking to get to the point where you're like, focus on the, po- I mean, obviously you want to address negative things at some point, but yeah, you guys kind of talked more about even you guys go into a show. That's what you're focused. You're like, man, yeah, I've heard, sounds I've awesome. heard the joke that like the audio person is just like this diehard cynic where they go in and it's just like, <laughs> all right, we're just going to list everything that's bad. Like there's never like another side of the conversation. I'm guilty of that. You know, yeah. I go to and watch other people mix and sometimes I'm like, oh man, I really wish they'd fix the hi-hat. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like outside of so it sounds dumb, really right? bad. That's right, so yeah. dumb. It's like, you know, nobody gives a crap. So like, what are you, I mean, I guess, what are you, how would you. What's rever- your qualifier kind of? Yeah. Like what, what, I mean, how do you change the focus because i mean it really is a huge shift of focusing on what's bad versus focusing on what's good i think um you know like what we talked about um at lunch you know vocals are the most important thing in anybody's mix and if someone has that going on even if they don't sound that great but they're intelligible then i can go okay cool that person at least has that happening and yeah. I can see that and be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Because that's the most important thing in any mix, you know. Um, I'll look at it. Um, I'll look at the other things and be, you know, bummed about the other stuff that's going on. But at least that part of it they have going right, you know. Right. Okay. Sweet. Uh, if you could choose a new nickname <laughs> right now, like today, and you that's what you want to would go well, yeah. by, what would I you? I feel like that implies there's something wrong. <laughs> no, no, with no, my current nickname. No, no, I don't think there's anything. I was just saying, like, if you could <laughs> go back in time and change it, what would you want it to be? Oh, God. Uh, so, I, you know, it wasn't my choice to have a nickname in the first place. Right, that's how, that's how <laughs> like, nicknames you know, come, to, come yeah. to be. Well, I think what's funny about it now is that there there are people in this industry that give themselves nicknames yeah. now, which I think is Brad hilarious. Brad does that all no, the time. I was going to say Chris calls himself MVP. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, he does it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, s- somebody will be uh, Eric, and then they'll show up the next day and be like, yeah, I'm Big Dog now. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. Big Dog. Okay, Eric. Uh, anyway, uh, um, no, I, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, my whole nickname story, um, basically the end of that story is, is that I, uh, people knew me as Pooch and people knew me as Ken and they couldn't make the fact that they were the same person. So I was like, well, yeah. I guess I'll just accept Pooch. Where did yeah. Pooch come you know? from? Um, so it came from Motley Crue. Okay. Um, of course. Uh, Nikki Six and, um, and Vince Neil both started calling me Big Dog for okay. my body size, I guess. And um, that kind of evolved into Pooch. And then immediately following Motley Crue, I went from Motley Crue to Whitney Houston. Mm. And Whitney Houston <laughs> oh loved Pooch. She was just like, really? yeah, because I, I mixed monitors for her and she would look over and she'd be like, Pooch, can Aww. you turn the vocal up just a little, you know? And so uh, it just stuck. Like I couldn't get rid of it. You you know? cool. and so I'm going to be honest. Big Dog's a little bit cooler than Pooch, so it's unfortunate. <laughs> Are you going to start calling me Big Here's Dog? Here's the thing. No. If Whitney Houston had an opinion on it, that's yeah. where I'm is going. We, are, you, are you guys, even you guys that are doing, you know, monitors for these huge people, are you doing what we're doing at church where, like, can I get some more? And you're just like, you know, you're kind of, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, they're not sure. listening. But, like, does like, that happen like, no, at that I mean, high of level where, like, you know, even... No, I Someone think they can't tell. I think that some of that happens, but I, I truly believe um, when you're talking about an artist like Whitney Houston, which, by the way, is hands down the best singer that I've ever worked for. Yeah, that's awesome. When she that. when she was on, um, the hairs on your arm would stand up mm-hmm. literally. Like every time she sang, I would be like, "Oh my goodness, this is amazing," you know. But I I had her in a time period when she was going downhill and yeah. smoking a bunch of crack and so when she was on she was amazing when she was off it was like oh my god mm-hmm. um but an artist of her caliber knows when yeah. something changes and so when she asks for something to change something better change right. right and so when she wants more vocal less vocal a little bit less of the mid-range whatever it is that she's asking for i don't i was never that guy that's like nope 
Yeah. I'm not going to. Sure. Right. Well, and that was pretty early on for you, too, right? Yeah. In terms um, of the career, career you've had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, 97, 98. Yeah. Okay. How did Great. you end up getting that gig? Uh, it's funny. I That gig came from... Um, so I, I worked as as the front of house for Motley Crue, right? Right. And, and was I did a lot of those uh, '80s hair bands that were kind of collapsing in the early '90s. So, right. you know, I did uh, Vince Neil and Motley Crue and Firehouse and Slaughter and you know all these bands, and um, they were all starting to head towards the the clubs, sure. you know. Um, yeah. And so uh, I decided that I was going to start working for a sound company. I started working for a company in Maryland called Maryland Sound. Um, and they put me out as a monitor tech. Um, and the the monitor engineer that was out there, uh, his name was Harry Nettie. He either decided he wanted to leave or maybe, I don't, I don't think he got fired. But regardless, all of a sudden I found myself, like literally he went, you know, oh, you're the monitor engineer now. And I was <laughs> like, oh, okay. Okay. And, um, I mean, that's, you know, that is like a theme in my career, yeah. right? Like of, you know, people just go here and I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. and I didn't really know a whole lot about mixing monitors. Right. Right. I come from being a recording engineer and then all of a sudden I'm standing, you know, sure. standing there mixing monitors and in this a time period where there's no in-ears, it was, you know, loud wedges, wedges. Yeah. yeah, and lots of mixes, loud wedges. Cause she had like 20 musicians. Yeah. So. That's where does how that, I ended up there. Where does that, like, enthusiasm to just, like, take those things on? Because, like, full disclosure, like, it's hit or miss for me. Like, if someone was like, hey, here, do this, sometimes I'd be like, oh, great. Other times I'd be like, come on, man, really? But, like, with you, it seems like you're always like, hey, let's go. Like, I learned early on in my career I never say no so to anything. If okay. someone says to me, do you know how to do this? I say yes, <laughs> even when I don't. <laughs> and most of the time I don't. Yeah. And yeah. so... Uh, you know, uh, do you know how to operate this uh, reverb? I'll say, yeah, of course. I've used it a hundred times. And then when they walk away, I'm okay, downloading yeah. the yeah. manual. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. I'm downloading the manual going, oh, I got to figure this out. Yeah. You know? um, and that, that I think, uh, has served me very well in my mm. in my years. But, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, no, I'm sorry, Brad clearly yeah. had. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you go question. ahead, man. Mine, mine was going on. A I was just going to say related to that. Obviously, you've worked really, really hard to get where you are. Yeah. Um, and you've also had kind of some been in the right place at the right time. For sure. Kind of. So would you say in your experience in, in the music industry, uh, what do you think is more valuable? Like, like what, uh, what catapults someone to your level of success? Is it more just working really hard or just being in the right place at the right time that's a hard question you know or is it maybe uh, just the combo of the both i think it's combo both i think that you know kids people will ask me now like how do i get your job now yeah and i don't know <laughs> what that path is now like i came up in a time period when that path was you know work for a sound company be the monitor tech standing mm -hmm. next to the guy that gets fired. You get the gig. Right. Next thing you know, you're mixing for big artists. Your name gets out there. You do a couple of those, and boom, you're mixing for big artists. That is a path, and that's a path that still exists. Um, but I, I feel like there's all kinds of other paths now, too, like um, you know, starting with a band that is you know um, nobody's ever heard of, and you hang on to them you know, until, until they get big, you know, um, right. I, I have a couple of friends that we were talking about 21 pilots at, at, mm -hmm. um, uh, at lunch and, uh, the guy who mixes uh, 21 pilots or actually used to mix, he doesn't mix them anymore, but, uh, was the guy that started with them, like when they were in vans, you know, sure. and came up with them all the way and then ended up being the guy that was, you know, the guy that was mixing them in arenas, you know? So yeah. I think that is a path. Um, I, you know, I don't know. There's so much competition out there right now. I, I don't have a true answer to, like, how how does one become, you know, the level of, of mixer? Sure. Um, what I will tell you is is that um, it requires an amount of determination um, that you may not be ready for. <laughs> re <laughs> right. Because I, here's what I do know. I do know that, um, you know, let's say that there are, 30 major bands out there, 30 bands at any given moment that are touring arenas and above, you know, yeah. to um, sports stadiums. Um, 
I know every single one of those front house engineers, 30 of us, and we all know each other and we all vie for the same gigs. Mm. And it's not very often that I see a new name in that group, in that pool, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so breaking into that pool is, is the hard part. And once sure. you can get into that pool, um, you know, then, then well, and yeah, you, you guys are the ones that di- like are not going to get fired. I feel like. Oh no! Those people get fired all the time. Or like you're saying <laughs> in that group of thirty, like the, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, those guys yeah, just yeah. one day they mess up and. Uh, I don't think it's so much as mess up. Most times in that group of thirty, it isn't because of their talent of a mixer. It's because they didn't get along with the artist, or they made sure. a bad mistake saying yeah. something wrong to a manager. Mm-hmm. It's everything outside of the talent of being a mixer. Which, by the way, you know when we're talking about all of this, the um, you know, 95% of what I do is dealing with people, right? And how do I come across and speaking to a person? My success is really all about dealing with crazy people. Like I can walk into a room full of crazy people and immediately identify, okay, who's crazy and why are they crazy? And I can speak to them as a crazy person. Yeah. And that has been the secret to my success. It has not been that I am talented as a mixer, I've had to show my talents of a mixer once I got to that point. Yeah. But all the way up to that is that. So when I tell people like how to break into this industry is like you should be studying things like psychology, you know? (laughs) Seriously, you should be studying books about, um, you know, uh, dealing with human nature and and how do I – how do I communicate? Those are all like things you should be studying before you even talk about, hey, this is a fader and this is an EQ. Mm-hmm. If you get all those things right, then the rest of it will follow, yeah. I think. And as someone, just as an aside, as someone not in the industry, when you're you're saying like, you know, there's a pool of 30 people that, you know, they're doing the big, the big shows, like – does your name normally get out there going from monitor to front of house from like an artist being like, oh, yeah, I really like this guy? Or is it normally like the manager being like, oh, yeah, this person is a cool person to work with or they did a great yeah, job? Like are, the, are these are a pool of 30 production managers? Yeah, yeah. Man- so like- that's mm-hmm. a really great question. And that is true. Um, most of my work um, doesn't come from artist management and artists speaking to each other. Most of my work is not from that. Most of my work comes from production managers. Um, Great deal of my work, most of the gigs that I've gotten have been because a production manager saw me mix another band when he was at the same festival and was like, oh, that guy's good, or knows me from somehow. Uh, And then the other way um, is this weird symbiotic relationship that happens with sound vendors Mm-hmm. So places like Claire um, and Shoko and my, you know, when I first started here in Dallas. Um, but, you know, the the top four, let's say Sound Image and Eighth Day and Claire and, and um, you know, um, what else? Uh, those, those vendors I have relationships with, guys, salesmen in those places, yeah. they're selling to management. So they say right. they they contact a, a manager, an artist manager, and say, "Hey, you know, we'll give you all the sound for you know whatever thirty grand a week." And by the way, I've got this top engineer; he'll come work for us. <laughs> yeah. And so, and the reason that they choose me is that they know that I'm not going to steal that gig away from them. That if they get me the gig, I'm going to be you know no matter what, I'm going to say Claire is the best mm. right yeah. you know yeah. sound company in the world um, for you because I got the gig from Claire right, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's it sense. is this weird kind of symbiotic relationship, and that's sure. mostly where I get my work from. Yeah, yeah, but still very much focused on people and just. Yeah. Dealing with them, talking with them. For sure. It is, this is all about, for me, it's all about word of mouth. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, One of the things you guys talked about in that interview too was like, sometimes you go, because, you know, there's a, maybe there's a huge Tom Phil and you guys push that up and stuff. And um, I wish there was, I love Toms. And I'm like, (laughs) I just want, I almost want that floor Tom to be another bass drum. Yeah. Like almost, but you guys talk about sometimes you go too far. Maybe you made the toms too far, and you're, yeah. then you're like, oh, man, I made the... And I feel like in church sometimes, I will just beat myself up over, like, maybe if I didn't take the delay send out, and it just caught just a... T- t- and I'm just like... <laughs> and it's hard for me to get 
back into like I lit and I'm a perfectionist, and so I'm just like, oh, and it's there goes the show, there goes the service, and but like how are, how do you like if you mess up, maybe you did something where most people probably are just like, whoa, that was cool, <laughs> but like how do you get back into like enjoying the show? I don't know, like it's hard for me to like, once I mess up, which is often, to get back into the mindset of like it's. It is super difficult. Let me just tell you, in my 30 years of mixing shows, I don't know, thousands and thousands of shows I've mixed, probably a handful, maybe five of those shows, I've walked away and went, there was nothing that I would change about that show. That was an amazing show, and there was nothing that I would do. That's in thousands and thousands of shows. Most of the shows I walk away from, I'm like, that one little section, man, I, I can't yeah. get it. I mm. screwed that up again. You know, I'm going to nail it tomorrow. But, you know, um, so it, I think it's what makes us good because we're hard on ourselves, but it's also a demon. You know, it can really eat you up. Right. You yeah. know, um, I spent a lot of years, you know, like doing that, like people going, man, I, you know, I mixed Kiss for six years, right? And Kiss fans are like super diehard, yeah, right, <laughs> a little bit. And and um, uh, they would come after a show. They would like walk by front of the house and be like, "Yeah, dude, sounded amazing," you know. And literally, I would like turn to those people and go, "Were we at the same show?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. You yeah. know, because I, I spent a bunch of years, you know, going, I can't make this band sound good. I can't, you know, it was, it's a hard band to mix that band. Um, they're just a rock band, but for some reason it's, you know, they're difficult to mix. But, um, so the, the answer is, um, I do beat myself up over it. I try not to let it affect me in the show. So I try to focus on it afterwards because yeah. I know I have, I still have a job to do. Right. I made that major mistake. Um, I still have a job to do, you know. Um, I did a Lincoln Park show in uh, Nashville, of all places, of course. Nashville. <laughs> yeah, nobody's watching. <laughs> and, uh, and I had just gotten uh, the new profile console, right? I just had it for like two weeks. When it was brand new. When it was brand new. Yeah. And um, in the middle of the show, I instantiated a plugin, which means I pressed yes. the big red uh, flashing yeah. button yeah. and went, "Hey, let's put a new plugin in there." Yep. So, what do you think happened? The PA muted for, I mean, as long as it took to load that plugin, and it was which you feels know, like better. Oh my god, that better have been, oh god, that yeah. been a good plugin. It feels like it's long enough for you to make it halfway to the parking lot. Oh, I yeah. bet. You know what it feels like? I can't imagine everybody in the arena turning around and looking at you. <laughs> While it's happening, yeah. But it, I mean, in all honesty, it was probably maybe five seconds at the most. But um, but it was like a huge deal, right? Yeah, like, yeah. so how do you get your head back in after that? Sure, yeah. you know, yeah. I, uh, you just do, and mm. you, you know. Yeah. Do you um? Do you still get nervous before? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've, I wouldn't do this if I didn't. Um, That's awesome. It um. Uh, you know, I'm a perfectionist, um, and I, and I want it to be right. And um, I play through in my head uh, what's happening there. And mm -hmm. what's happening there is a couple showing up to a show spends three hundred dollars each for the tickets. They spend you know a hundred bucks for the babysitter. They spend a hundred bucks for the you know whatever roses dinner. You, you end up with talking about someone that just spent, you know, $1,700 to yeah. be there that night. Um, the show better be mm -hmm. stellar. I yeah. mean, they literally <laughs> saved up for an entire year to be yeah. there. And I so I think about those kind of things, you know. Um, and so uh, I'm, I'm super hard on myself to try mm -hmm. to make that happen. And so when yeah. the shows start, you know, I still get that feeling of like, oh, okay, let's, yeah. you know, let's make this happen. So, What is your home theater system like? <laughs> I, like for watching this TV? is just a selfish question i don't have a home theater system and i feel kind of embarrassed about it uh do you have like a i feel like you know me man this is weird do you have <laughs> this like, is a great question do you have a great yeah like, of course i do what is it um so it's a and then arlen uh, make sure you write this down this yeah. arlen's like, my wife it's a can J you just listen to JBL what speaker <laughs> listen to what uh, he's about to say babe and then just i'll, I'll take all of do this you remember the for christmas it's just that he just like <laughs> okay sorry go ahead <laughs> 
Uh, so it's a Meyer system, um, of and course. it's their no. cinnamon cinema line. <laughs> oh man, I, Arlen, never mind. Don't get that. That's gonna. <laughs> and I have a, I have a Callisto that's running. Oh all the my gosh! <laughs> hey, um, and, and, and a, a double eighteen sub. And, oh, on a on a <laughs> on an unrelated but slightly related note. Yeah. Um, anytime you want to invite us over, yeah, I know we're gonna yeah. do. Seriously, come yeah. on down. Oh you guys will be gosh. like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's my favorite thing when like sound guys come over. I'm like. That's Check what, this out. We're gonna watch Batman. It's gonna be amazing. We just become best friends. <laughs> I, that's what I. So I imagine in high school, I was like, you know what I want? I want little miniature line. I want like a little motor, yeah, and even a little comes pickle out of the ceiling. To, yeah. in it. I want to. I want to be like, hey Chris, yeah, come on over, and I want to be like. Like what? Basically, what you have is my dream. So well, what's wow. funny is is that you know where our our uh, main kind of great room where everyone hangs out is also where the home theater is. So I had to convince my wife to put these huge <laughs> giant speakers up. We'll, everywhere, we'll talk right? offline how you convinced her because I <laughs> yeah, got uh, some work to do. Yeah, yeah we yeah. we're just our ten year anniversary just happened. Oh, so I feel like maybe I've earned. Yeah, 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 yeah. maybe think- like a Bose. Yeah. Soundbar, something. I think that's well, for something. me, it was as simple as playing it for, like you yeah. know, playing of something, you know, whatever. I don't remember what movie it was, and she yeah. went, "Oh, wow, Titanic, okay. yeah. Yeah. Titanic. the Notebook." <laughs> you know what, um, yeah. uh, Master and Commander? Do you know this movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that's the actual like kind of benchmark that everyone uses for really? the best kind of stuff. Meyer uses that when they really? test all of their what stuff. The- I'll have to check that out. What the, first, the first like eight minutes of that movie are a guy won an Academy Award for the sound design of that. Really? Wow. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Okay. What a fun little tidbit of That's trivia. Good. Yeah, no. There you go. Um, you have said in an interview before you like to tr- you want to try to stay ahead of technology better than maybe you have in the past. So just, you know, I'm sure you guys probably all talk with your buddies on mm-hmm. what, what's cool out there. You've been on an SD7 for quite a while Five years, six years, uh, but yeah. like is there anything that you're like maybe there's a new something that you're thinking about or is there any maybe so, not even just console but anything out there that you're kind of seeing that you want to try um i don't you know as far as staying up on technology um i do things like i fly myself to go to the nam show and mm-hmm. like walk around the pro audio thing just to see like what's coming out that year um and try to stay hip with all of that um so, you know, I don't know. I, I'm a pretty big plug-in guy now. I, I mix pretty much everything in the box except for um, I use a couple of Neve pieces, okay. outboard um, analog cool. pieces because I like their stuff. Um, but some of the newer technology that's coming, um, you know, Waves is about to release uh, a multi-rack version uh, that is way more GUI friendly. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, not a sponsor. It's called Super. Not a yeah, not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we're gonna need you to sign this. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean it's it's about to be released, and it, it's really uh, a step up from the. You know, if you don't know, Multirack is like a uh, a host for plugins for Waves. Sure. Um, and some of it's a little bit clunky, and so they've really updated that, and um, so I'm excited for that. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I have a question. Have you ever heard or used the Clang audio? Oh, Clang you know is about? so cool, man. Yeah, so, um, is it cool or is it gimmicky? It's amazing. It's okay. so cool. It's amazing. Um, yeah, thanks, but Rachel. is it? No, really. Rachel? It no, is. It is. <laughs> uh, us so my They're part- not a sponsor either. But <laughs> not, yet. Hey, not, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. They I'm should actually, be. I will say this. We're redoing our in-ear monitor system at our campus. That's one of my like top three that I'm trying to. Oh to push. man, you got to do it. It's um, so my my partner in crime. I have a monitor engineer friend that we've done like probably I don't know twelve bands together, like big bands. Um, uh-huh. We've been we're like an old married couple. <laughs> we've been we've been together for like fifteen years, but um, we were just prepping for Iron Maiden coming up, um, and he was integrating Clang into his inner system, and so he was showing me all of it, and it's amazing the separation that you can like move things out you know um so a a guy that might say well you know there's three guitar players and trying to find space for all those guitar players you can now it's not just a left and a right thing in in ears it's all about like you can put Mm -hmm. the guitar behind his head you know it's crazy it's really bizarre just bring the church out to uh the iron maiden (laughs) show well Well, hand packs out to everyone they can all check it out yeah yeah the in-ear stuff is the is the latency is it an issue at all? It isn't. Um, 
I, you know, I'm not a monitor engineer. I haven't yeah. been. The last band that I mixed monitors for was Pantera, like 2001, yeah. you know. So right. yeah, I'm out of that, Gosh, that would you be know. Awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a little metal I feel like I'm dropping names. I'm not meaning to no, drop no, names. No, no, it's fine. Like, um, you can drop all the names you life. want. Uh, it life. is, it is. Um, well, I mean, Chris dropped a name I feel like I need to pick it up off the floor. Yeah. Here. There's, there's yeah, Pantera yeah. and here's uh-huh, Kiss. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mean to do that, but um, but my point is, is that I'm so far removed from that. I'm like not yeah. a monitor guy anymore, sure. you know, um, and don't really want. You mean be. you don't run monitors from front of house? I don't want to be. <laughs> you don't, don't want to. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Um, uh, you know, the other end of the snake is much more fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. Um, I'm afraid of using max volume. Okay. The plugin. Why? Can you? It's just. <laughs> I, it's there's two X's in the name. I was and like, wow. it makes video today about it. It's just scary to me. So can you talk <laughs> me into what's the what's my first step? Oh man, to use it. It's an amazing plugin. It's an expander. It's a compressor. It's a gate. So um, what, how do I? It's a limiter. How do I do it without? I'm afraid to put it on vocals. Really? But what do I do? What's my first? Walk me through. Like What's okay. Yeah, yeah. What should right. I do? So first? the center section of max volume there is where you can see all of the um, the controls of it. Yep. The faders are all on the outside, but right. the actual control of it, you can actually see a window. And the idea is, is that uh, with the top part of it of the control and the bottom part of the control, you can really check an input signal into that place. Okay. okay? Um, so the top part of this has limiting and the bottom part of this um, has expansion. And so you, it'll never be below the threshold right. of the low part of it and above the threshold of the high part of it. So here's high right. and here's yep. low. And then there's limiting in, the, in all of that. So you can literally like take a vocal and just like put it right there, man. And it is... Um, it really uh, pushes vocals like in your face. Um, it's... There are a bunch of other tools that um, I use nowadays, um, but uh, I still often fall back to max volume. When I first started using, using Wave stuff, uh, Renaissance Axe and yeah. Max Volume were like the two. Those are like, you know, those are my jam. Yeah, nice. and I still find myself like if it's not working, if I'm put you know three plugins in and I'm like this isn't working, I'll I'll go back to max volume. Mm-hmm. Okay, well I'm gonna do it, and then if somebody complains i'm gonna be like pooch i <laughs> mean i'd like, call him exactly what pooch does uh, don't be afraid of it i had a side question when you're yeah. talking about kiss because i heard they sell like everything like they make kiss toothpicks and kiss, they have kiss coffins did you have to use oh, like nice. a kiss I need console or a kiss you can pre-order any specific audio do they even make microphones <laughs> or no. Okay. no they should but a, a great little story about that is um the first night that I worked for Kiss, um, I got called in the dressing room. So it was like the show's done. It was the very first show that I ever They're like, they, they want to see And they're you. like on the radio, uh, Pooch, Gene wants to see you in the dressing room. Oh, I'm like, oh, no. I'm getting fired, you know? Yeah. Was he so, in full makeup when you went in still? Uh, oh, yeah. There's no way he's out uh, of it. Yeah. He had a he's flaming, in the green room. He had a flaming guitar in his hands. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like, the door handle was hot. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a horde of bats behind him as you walk in. <laughs> oh, no, he was in a bathrobe and all sweaty. It was kind of gross. Okay. Oh. Uh, anyway, um... <laughs> Walk in the room and, uh, he, you know, literally he was like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. I hear you're our new sound man. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, uh, I just want to thank you. Uh, we sold more Kiss-endorsed earplugs than we ever have <laughs> in an entire history of Kiss. Wow. So the brilliance of this, check this out. They have Kiss earplugs that are just the foamy kind of earplugs yeah. with the logo of each guy on the oh, earplugs. Okay. They sell them for 10 bucks, those little foamy 50 <sighs> wow, cent things. That is... Wait, but wait, here's the brilliance. <laughs> That's a killing. Here's the brilliance. You can't just buy one, right? There's oh, four no. members of the band. You oh, got to no. have all no four pairs. Oh my that's amazing! Goodness. Forty bucks. That, I mean, I, really it's hard for me to go to a concert that's forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone the earplugs. No, it's yeah. brilliant. So uh, yeah, brilliant. apparently. So I, you know, my my response to that, of course, is like, well, I don't know what to say about that. You're selling more earplugs. <laughs> like, yeah. Does that mean it sounded bad? Thank you. you know? No, but um, I mean, you know, literally, Kiss is that band that is like, as long as it's loud. 
um, and stuff's blowing up, they're yeah, yeah, they're cool with yeah. you. That's like how it is here. Yeah, that's yeah. what we do. Just turn <laughs> that's it what up we and do. set it on fire. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Technical question. Yep. You're walking into a show. You have no reverb set up, and you're like, Uh-oh. I need to turn. I need to put some verb on that snare. What's just like you have to throw it in real quick. What's your setting for a verb? Uh, snare verb. I am. I lean to any sort of verb for vocals or for drums. Um, I lean towards halls, and mm-hmm. I lean towards short times of halls and long pre-delay. pre-delay. What's the longest What's like pre-delay? Long <clears throat> 80 milliseconds, 90. Okay. And short time being like less than a second? Yeah, less than a second or one around a second. Okay. So okay. 0. 0.8, one second. All right. That's that's what I lean to. Oh, that's my go-to. Because um, halls have really, to me, have really great decay information and if you shorten them up the problem with with reverbs are uh the tail end of reverb has breakup in it sure right mm-hmm. so yeah. that's when you can really tell that it's it's a bad reverb fake. or fake yeah um so if you shorten that up um halls have a lot of dsp control in them because they're designed to be super long right so if you shorten that time up make them short they don't have all that breakup in the end of them uh, smart so do you do uh, like one verb for all your drums, or do you? No, do- I do two verbs generally. An overall picture that all drums have some amount of that reverb, uh, and it's usually maybe a little bit longer than than what I just described. Uh, you know, one point five or whatever, just en- enough, but still, again, um, long pre-delay times. Uh, and that's an overall kind of a thing. And then I'll usually use a different. Um, reverb that's super short and maybe shorter pre-delay time that's usually kick and snare. Okay. For it gives it like kind of impact and air. Yeah. yeah, punch. But all those things are for me are super subtle because I work in places that already acoustically have a lot of reverb. Sure, you're in stadiums yeah, and stuff. stadiums yeah. and, and um and arenas. So I tend to use uh reverb sparingly okay. in general. What was more um of a pressure moment, the first that first show where you were like, "Yeah, I'll mix your show tomorrow night." And it was like twelve thousand people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, What's or doing monitors for Whitney Houston for like that first. Uh, well, see, the Whitney Houston thing is me watching someone else do it right. for a year before I all of a sudden okay. was standing behind the board. Yeah. So that wasn't as whatever. And the also the the warrant thing of showing up <laughs> all of a sudden be mixing. I'm like. <laughs> Well, I can't, you know, I've never done this, so no yeah. one can blame me if it's horrible, right, yeah. you know, but it, it ended up being good. Um, what are some front of house guys, girls that we should be on the lookout for? Like, I mean, I th- think we probably all have our, like, faves in here, but, like, are there anybody that you're like, man, you should, I you should go listen faves. to this? It's Chris, who's your, I mean, Chris oh, is probably Rachel. On. Yeah, mine's Brad. Rachel. Ra- yeah. We just mm-hmm. say each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. of course. I, I'm a big fan of, and I, gosh, I should know his name. I always uh, wonder P- if it's Kepler P- or guy? Kepler. I think P- it's Kepler. Kepler. Kepler? Yeah. Huge fan of him. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you hear him mix? Katy Perry. Oh, yeah. And it was. It was good. I mean. Yeah. It was Pete's, unbelievable. Pete's great. Um, he's He was mixing. at a gateway thing, a training, and I had to leave yeah, yeah. early. Yeah. And I was so bummed because I wanted to meet him. And he's left? like mm-hmm. my, he's like. Uh, he left before should've. he started doing like live sound check stuff. <laughs> See, and we would have been. Man. The <laughs> stuff <laughs> that he was doing, I was like, I would have never thought to do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounded Pete so good. He comes from being a, a, a recording engineer. And so that's where. And he's... that's when uh, Adam Marceau, the drummer. Uh-huh. I don't know if, he, mm-hmm. but he drummed that tour that with Kate. Yeah. And I, I had to like look him up. I was like, this guy okay. is Smoking. a drum. And I just, yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. he walked, he does like a whole video of his walkthrough. And I'm like. Yeah. But Pete, I want to... Pete's amazing. He's mixing David Byrne right now, and it sounds amazing. Um, Pete's great. I mean, you know, there's there's five or six guys that are like, you know, I've been to their shows and been like, holy crap. Like, there's a couple of them I've been to where I've been like, I don't even know where to start. Like, this, (laughs) I'm going to go home and you know, hide my head in the sand, like, holy crap, you know? Um, So long-term wise, there was this guy named Trip Califf, and Trip uh, has mixed, you know, Pink Floyd and Rolling Stones, and, you know, I mean, he's, like, big, big big-time dude. And any any sort of mix that I've ever heard him do, I've been like, wow. Um, Same with another guy called Benji Lafitte. Both of those guys are kind of 
Benji's retired and Trip is retiring. Um, so you won't really get to hear them anymore. But okay. current dudes, um, Greg Price, who mixes Ozzy yes, Osbourne, yeah. is amazing. Um, Toby Francis, he mixes Ariana Grande right now. Um, he's amazing. Um, Chris Raybold is amazing. Um, he mixes uh, Kenny Chesney and also Bruno Mars. Mm. Um, who else? There's you know there's up and comer guys too. There's this guy named Vincent Casmata that is um, he what is a mixing. That's a cool name. What a name. Uh, he's mixing Maroon Five and he mixed Halsey. Um, oh, he's nice. really good. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm leaving somebody out, and they're going to uh, call yeah. me after they hear this. <laughs> I'm they're sure they're, li- like, they're going to listen yeah. to well, this. They're going to yeah. be like, yeah. uh, fine. We, put yeah, you, we put you on the spot. Don't worry. Yeah. Thanks for... Uh, Everyone listens to this podcast. I mean, we're international. <laughs> They'll yeah, definitely so. hear Going international. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, well, we should make it a goal to interview those people. That's our By new the goal. end of... Our new goal is to interview all those people. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I have one last question, yes. and I think I'm good. Um... I'm just curious about the workflow of, like, you get the call and it's like, okay, you're going to go on this tour. Yep. And not, like, super in-depth, but, like, just high level. What does that look like for you of, like, choosing console system and then, like, getting your, I guess more so getting your ear ready of, like, knowing what they want and the expectation there? What does that kind of look like? So the the minute that I am confirmed with any artist, I buy their entire catalog um, and study. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Hopefully it's an artist that maybe I know a little bit about already. Sometimes it isn't, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll be like, I don't know anything about this artist. I'm going to look it up. Um, and uh, so intensive listening of their entire catalog, making studies of their hits, mm-hmm. and being prepared to not have any sort of rehearsal with them at all and still be able to discuss their music. Gotcha. So I could walk into a room prior to having mixed nothing for that band, go up to the artist and be like, hey, in the bridge of so-and-so, I really like that keyboard part. Yeah. And that impresses them they're like oh okay cool this guy's never you know but it what it does that and it also does um it makes my job easier as a mixer because i already know what the records sound like Mm -hmm. right um are you ever reaching out to the people who did mix the record or anything? For, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a, 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 I still have an intense relationship with the guy that did all the Linkin Park records. Okay. Um, and we would chat a lot about a new record cycle. You know, I worked for them for 12 years, so I did four record cycles. And, and I would call him and say, okay, so I've heard the new record, um, which is a trip, by the way. Real quick, I'll tell you a story. So... Their whole deal um, was never to send any sort of files when a record was done prior to its release, right? Really? Because they're afraid about it getting out in yeah, the sure, yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. Even with watermarking and all that kind of things, which sure. is what yeah, other yeah. artists do. Other artists will send you something when something's done but not released, and it'll be watermarked so they know if it got out, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. They took it a step further, and every time that I, before we started rehearsals for a new record cycle, they would fly a guy from Los Angeles to Dallas. He literally would walk out the American Airlines entrance, hand me a CD, walk right back, and get on a plane and fly oh back to Dallas. That's crazy. You get that job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he has a CD player he travels around with, like, <laughs> listens to without telling anybody? Definitely does. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so uh, getting back to, you know, I had a relationship with their engineer, so I would call him and say, you know, hey, um, you know, wh- how did you get the sound on that mm-hmm. particular song? And we would discuss, like, the plugins that he used or, yeah. you know, whatever in the recording. So, yeah, it's super handy tool if you can have access to the, to the people that recorded the record. It's cool. It's awesome. Uh, okay, last question, and then we'll wrap up here. But um, I can sit here and talk all day long. I know. I know. We all could. I know. I know. You got, you got somewhere to be. It's yeah. all right. Well, to be fair, I think Brad's the only one that really Yeah, no, you guys can't do that. You guys can come over and watch the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen good. to my TV audio, yeah, Arlen, good. please. <laughs> um, she's going to – she's not going to listen to this. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, do you listen to podcasts? Uh, I do. What do you um, What do you listen to? Mark Maron. Do you know him? He's mm-hmm. a yeah. um, a really hilarious comedian yeah. kind of a guy. I so he has like a he just has a podcast that he talks. Yeah. About. So uh, if you don't know, he does he does this podcast where he interviews like 
you know, huge stars. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and they come to his house. It's okay, He started yeah. it in his garage. That's cool. Um, and so it's probably been out for like four years or something. And, you know, I mean, like Barack Obama showed up at his yeah. house for like an interview. So yeah. uh, it's very, very interesting, very funny. Um Obviously, the broadcast. I mean, obviously, the broadcast. But, yeah, yeah. Course, without saying, yeah. without saying, and then saying, other. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever listened to this? I, I think I can say podcast names. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, you can drop podcast yeah. names, Chris. Yeah. Have you ever listened to this podcast called Song Exploder? No, I know nothing about That's it. It's pretty cool. I find it to be really interesting. Yeah. I think you should check it out sometime. Okay. It's like basically this guy will t- interview these different artists, and then he'll just like break apart like how they got to that sound or that song or whatever. Oh, wow. That's cool. So he'll get like stems from their stuff oh, that's and then cool. they'll yeah. talk about the individual elements and stuff. Yeah. It's really interesting. There's a similar one that I listened to as well called Switched on Pop. Oh, and it's wow. kind of the same thing where they just dissect songs and yeah. they, you guys they are get way hipper than I am. Well, they do a good job Chris getting and Rachel into like are the pretty, music. They're pretty, pretty hip, cool. Yeah. yeah. I like do you guys know Pensado's place? No. Pensado. A, yeah, that sounds familiar. He's a It's a podcast? Yeah. Is it like Dave Pensado? Um, yeah, it's okay. Dave Pensado, and he brings on people specifically talking about production and that kind of stuff. It's oh, really good. Okay. Yeah. Have to check that out. Pensado's place. Yeah, sounds kind of like a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it kind of yeah. is. Yeah. Except. Um, well, man, thank you so much for. Oh, thanks for having me. I really we're like it. huge yeah. fans. Oh, yeah. thank you. Starstruck. We've it. kept I've, it in, but probably once you leave, we're just gonna <laughs> yeah, like scream gonna like, and jump <laughs> up and down. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just like everyone else. You know, I I am just way cooler. <laughs> yeah, I, I recognize that I am lucky and to be in the position that I'm in. I'm well, aware. hey, I yeah. told you this at lunch, but I mean, everybody that we talk to in in our world loves you and and, yeah. and oh, sees nice. what you're doing, yeah. and the yeah. fact that you're like, and we talked about this at lunch because I went to the Bruno Mars show in Dallas, yeah. and I sh- and I saw you at front of house, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna go, I'm so scared. Yeah, yeah. And so, but if I could go back in time, I'd, yeah, I'd but, go up and yeah. meet yeah. you. But, yeah. but honestly, I encourage anyone that like wants to know anything about what I'm doing, stop by front of house and say, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, really yeah. Just your humility and your willingness oh, yeah. to teach at oh, your thanks. level is just yeah. really yeah. Um, uh, yeah. encouraging to see yeah. someone that's there's such a, a kindness and a, a care that you like operate from that is like very anti like sound guy narrative. Like everyone uh, thinks yeah. it's like the guy <laughs> just refreshing. sitting there who's like, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it's awesome to hear you talk and just be like, yeah, you know. No, this was fun yeah. and like it's just great there's i don't understand that um you know and i know the guy you're talking about you know i mean <laughs> well, it's not, not just the one. guy no 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 i know but i mean i know <laughs> yeah, i know yeah. what you're uh-huh. talking about um and i don't understand it and generally uh those are guys that are not really good at what they do mm. um yeah. and they're trying to hide behind the fact that they brand what? Sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, yeah. That hurts. And it's turning into that, a counseling. Yeah. 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 Great talking to you guys. But yeah. Chris, yeah. Uh, can you stay after yeah. and work in the chat? And on that note. Yeah. Well, thank well, you again so much for coming. Right. You guys, Thanks did you have me. something else no, there, Chris? I was Chris? just going to say I'll keep an eye on my uh, email inbox for invite for the movie. Movie night. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's yeah. the movie again? Totally. It's, totally. Yeah. What's it called? Mastering Commander. We'll watch that together. It's only the first eight minutes. The movie itself sucks, but the sound design of the first eight minutes. Okay. It's is pretty unbelievable. All right. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you.